0: Welcome to Top Producer Hacks for Getting It All Done. This is episode number one. Today, we're sitting down with Susan Pryor, branch manager at Benchmark Mortgage, and Mike Gulitz, CEO of Jungo. Susan is a $59 million producer, and she will be sharing her best practices for seamless team processes, what it takes to hire your first assistant, and which tech tools she can't live without. We're excited you're here. Grab your headphones and a notebook, and let's dive in.
1: first of all good afternoon everyone I hope you're having a great week I'm really excited uh, about our webinar that we have today Uh, two reasons one um, I know both of the talented individuals who are going to be uh, speaking in in today's webinar ensuring really some best practices to to help you understand how to uh, position your business for what I call not just 2020 but really a a new decade uh, of lending um, you know, there are a lot of times um, I have the pleasure of introducing people and even talking about programs or, or services, um, but I will tell you I am very much and very familiar with Jungo and, and really uh, have seen firsthand uh, by one of the presenters who will be here today how they have used a system like Jungo, uh, how they've used Jungo as a system, period, to really elevate and, and grow their business uh, by leaps and bounds. And so I would like to uh, go ahead and introduce our two uh, guests for today. First, we have Susan Pryor. Uh, Susan Pryor is the branch manager of Benchmark Mortgage, as well as a premier loan originator with over 15 years of experience. Uh, I personally have had the opportunity to work with Susan in the past, and she is the consummate uh, mortgage slash sales professionals, so I think you're going to learn a lot from Susan. Susan's personal production team has closed over 230 transactions uh, for a volume of over $59 annually. Her focus on excellent marketing and surpassing customer expectations has helped her build a business built primarily on referrals and past clients. As a VA specialist, Susan and her team have a significant practice helping military families as well. Into those who have served our company. Uh, moderating today's panel, our second guest is also Mike Gullitz. Mike is the founder and CEO of Jungo. Uh, he's the developers of the mortgage industry first tier one customer relationship management application. His years of industry experience and professional mission to change the way business people work led him to create high-performance cloud-based CRM applications. Mike's background includes growing successful businesses in the mortgage industry, technology, and online marketplace. Jungo offers a best-in-class marketing and CRM system, uh, really solution, I would say, designed for mortgage and real estate professionals. And as I stated, guys, uh, what I'm really excited about is if you're trying to get a, a platform where you can maximize uh, your ability to connect and build your brand and, and ultimately grow your business, um, this is a session that you are happily uh, right to tune into because ultimately I think you're going to learn a lot uh, from both Susan and Mike in terms of processes and systems. So having said that, let's get straight into it. Uh, Mike, we're going to turn it over to you to uh, take it from here.
2: Thank you, Tony. Appreciate the, the warm introduction, and uh, great to be able to spend some time with you folks and all your members of NAMBA. And, in fact, Susan, uh, I don't know if you remember, you're the one that uh, introduced me and Tony three or four years ago, so I want to thank you again today for that.
0: Yes, I used to work for Tony, so um, so it all goes around.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's get started. Um, we really want to thank you, Susan, again, for being a part of the panel and, uh, we love having these conversations with top producing loan officers this is one of the great ways for uh, other loan officers that are coming up and getting started in the business coming up in the ranks to learn from the best of the best so if you don't mind i'm just going to ask you a few questions as we begin to talk we're going we're to talk a little bit about develop developing team processes but before we go there how did you get started in the mortgage business
0: so i'm one of those folks who has a 9 11 story i was uh eight months pregnant when 9-11 happened and uh, was selling software for a computer software company and covering um, the entire Southeast, which for some reason includes Missouri and Kansas. And uh, when I went back after my maternity leave, my first trip was to Manhattan, which of course was a complete mess. And I had my little itty bitty baby with me And uh, pretty quickly, I decided that I needed to have a job where I could not be on the road all the time. And so I had a friend who went into the mortgage business and I walked into his office and said, hey, I'm going to come work for you today. And uh, it was really busy back then because rates were low and everybody was making money. And he said, well, you know, we really don't have time. We don't have the processing capacity. And I said, you know, I'm working for you or I'm working for somebody else today. And <laughs> so that was it.
2: Outstanding. One of our big themes today and, and something that comes up quite a bit here at Jungo from the folks that are starting to get some traction with their business is developing team processes. Before we get too deep into your processes, how did you team you're working with now and how long have you been working together?
0: Uh, so I think I collect people. Um, at one point I had a very big team team. Um, and uh we spun off and uh now i just have a production team and so i was able to take the best of the best from my 30-person team and uh, make it into an amazing five-person team that would be able to do significant volume uh and but then i collect people so like my um business partner shandy king and i've worked together for 14 years we have an executive assistant who's worked with us for 14 years um Our production partner's been with us 10 years. Um, So we collect people and I absolutely have the best of the best.
2: That's amazing. What are are some of the most important factors that you consider when you're really working towards building those long-term relationships?
0: Well, really, I mean, you have to understand people wanna know that you care is really the most important thing. And people stay for leadership, they don't stay um just for money or just for time off or whatever so um, we try to have a good time we try to not wear anybody out anymore um definitely back in the day we were working 24 hours a day and so um part of of coming benchmark it creates this like peaceful lifestyle for me (laughs) that allows us to go home at night and uh so just taking care of your people, having fun with them. And then of course you got to pay them well.
2: Absolutely. Beyond the pay, you were mentioning um, about the appreciation. Are, are there any specific team building um, exercises or team building events that you've found that have been useful for helping keep your team together?
0: Um, yes, we do all kinds of crazy stuff because my team is uh, virtual. A lot of the people are virtual. And so we have, there's three of us in the office, but two of us are very remote from from us and from each other. So, um, we, uh, we just get together and do stuff like for Christmas. Um, we rented five hotel rooms at the, um, this hotel downtown and we all went there and had cocktails and went to dinner and came back and just visited together. And, um, it was safe cause my folks can drink. So I wanted to make sure nobody was driving. Yep. And we might be professional drinkers. That might be our tagline. So, um, <laughs> um, but whatever, you know, we, we've, um, I, back when we, during the crash, um, I would cook. And uh, so I would, I would, I loved people by feeding them. And um, so just whatever it is, just whatever you do to show love to your family and to spend time with your family, you do the same thing. Um, we did do a group trip to Disney and took all the kids one time. Um, so it just depends on what the budget is. Sometimes it's cooking. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little more extravagant than that.
2: So as I'm, as I'm beginning to transition into talking about the loan business and you know, hearing Tony talk about 230 plus loans, 65 million plus in volume, um, in a state that doesn't have really big um, expensive loans like we have out here in California, what kind of processes have you put in place to streamline and work uh, efficiently with your team?
0: Well, that is the key to everything. Um, process, 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 process. Um, you know, certainly you the first thing you've got to do is get really good at uh, having conversations with the client and being confident with your client. But our industry has a zero uh, failure tolerance and So, you have to be meticulous about everything that you do and ensure that every client has the same experience. And so, I have worked many, many years on this, but uh, I would go off to a conference and learn something new and come back and uh, brainstorm it out, uh, put together the email follow up, the process flow, and uh, then Implemented into our Jungo system. And then once you've done all that and you are, can hold people accountable to doing their part of it, then you can let go and not worry at all. So for example, when my loans are clear to close, uh, an email goes out from um, Encompass, my Encompass tells Jungo that the loan is clear to close and that auto generates an email that goes out to my client and the listing agent and the selling agent. And it says your loan is clear to close. Um, This is what, how the closing disclosure process is going to work. These are the things to to worry about. Um, These are the timelines to worry about. And so if I had to remember to check when someone was clear to close and go send that email, um, it's likely that that wouldn't happen every single time. Uh, But it's something that just happens in the background for me. Um, I have a, move uh, mover, who's a really good friend of mine. And whenever we, uh, I'm big into part, you know, what partnerships and relationships, both in my employees and the industry. So my moving friend, whenever a client goes under contract, we send him an email saying Sarah Smith is under contract. We give him her current physical address and he, his team just drops a coupon moving coupon in the mail. Um, I'm not providing any information, but this person's conceptually moving in the next month and, um, it doesn't say anything about me. It's just a coupon shows up in their mail. And, um, but I don't have to think about it. The system automatically knows on X day to send that out. I have two different insurance agents that I recommend. Um, one of them is one of my big teams that I work with, they own an insurance company. So I have to make sure that I'm referring their insurance company for their clients. And then I have another insurance company that I I refer for all the other clients. So we have a system set up that an email goes out on day eight that says, hey, you need to start thinking about your insurance. Um, And one email recommending one person goes out to all people who are um, with this team. And then a different email goes out to recommend somebody else to the rest of the team. Um, those are just things I could never in a million years do without um, process and without the jungle and the technology to make that happen.
2: It sounds like you've really um, modeled your, your, your processes after some uh, of the things that you've learned at the events that you and I like to attend, and you've come up with best practices and you're leveraging the technology to make sure that you're executing on those best practices in a consistent manner. Does that sound, does that sound correct?
0: yeah so you know margins are, are um obviously in the last two years we've had some changes in in margins, and I think you have to do more with less people and um the only way to do that and still provide the over the top experience for the client, which is critical to a referral business uh is to have is to have process and technology to 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 make that happen. We do a four gift post closing um Thing. I'm a believer that rather than send somebody a $50 gift, um, in my opinion, when somebody gets a really nice gift from someone, uh, they, they're gonna for just a second say, oh, did you overcharge me? So some of my friends will send a $100 gift or whatever. Um, we don't do that. We send four tiny little gifts, but it keeps us in their mind. And then we're asking for referrals throughout that process. So we send like a house cookie cutter that's branded for us. We send a Starbucks card. Um, We have some special things we do if they're veterans. Um, We send them a little bag of cookies. So so every month for four months after closing, they get a little thing from us. Well, you got to have process. You have to have someone who's going to do the buying. You got to have someone who's going to package it up. Someone who's going to make sure the envelopes are ready. And then you have to have a system that tells you who to send them to
2: a lot of a lot of our clients are individual loan officers or teams of one what kind of advice do you have for those that are looking to expand and add their first loa or really want to grow a team environment like yours
0: well for the brand new the loan officer who's getting started it's all about getting a crm and then every time that you talk to someone on the phone you put that client's information or that agent's information or that insurance agent's information into uh, Jungo or whatever, and then you always set up a follow-up task for that person. So every single person in your database should always have a follow-up task. The follow-up task might be call in two months, six months. It might be send an email in a, in a week and then some other follow-up after that. That's the most important system you can put in place for yourself as a, as a brand new um, loan officer. And then when you add in assistance, you have that data that, where you, you're keeping all the information and you have a list of things that you want to accomplish today based on the, pro, the, uh, the uh, tasks you set up for yourself. So as you add an assistant, you can say, hey, you do these parts of the task, I'll do these parts of the tasks. At one point we had 20 different people in, in Django um, with tasks being assigned to each individual person by name Like it's just impossible to, um, the system will handle any amount of complexity. Um, The the mistake that I made was I, I overdid that. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so start simple (laughs) is my advice. Um, When I tell, when people add the hardest hire is your first assistant, um, but it's the most critical hire. I'm a believer that you can't do the more than about five units a month by yourself. consistently every single month. If you, you might have 10 one month, but then that's going to hurt your production the following month. So the way to stop those ups and downs is to have an assistant, but the hardest one to teach is the first one because you're going hundred miles an hour. So I recommend with your very first assistant that you have them sit in your office with you and you listen to them talk on the phone and you have them listen to you talk on the phone. And when you de- pass tasks onto them that they can own that you feel like they're competent to take care of then you have them write a little um document about what that task that they're taking from you this is what i told you to say this is how many days after we do x that you say it um then you send a note card whatever it is and this is what the note card says so i'm not really good at writing those manuals but it's critical that you have them so I make the person who I just taught the process to write the manual and then I review it and tweak it and then, um, then we have that manual so that when you hire your next assistant, the first person can train the second person but they have an outline that makes it very easy for them to offload that task. Or God forbid you lose somebody and you have to replace your assistant, you have that documentation that helps you start with training. Now, things will change, but generally, 80% of what you need to do is correct from one year to the next. You just have to tweak the 20% every time that you um, change who's working on it. So we recently um, hired a um, a 10-hour-a-week, really high-end executive assistant in California, and we were able to offload a ton of tasks to her in a very short period of time because we had already had the documentation, and it was just a matter of walking her through it a few times. Now, she's sharp. That helps. But um, you, have to, uh, you have to let go. Um, and that's why I say you have to let that first person sit in office with you because otherwise you will never let go. Um, and then hopefully you kick them out of your office after a few months.
2: There's a lot of nuggets in what you just said. I really think that's amazing. I want to transition into um, standing out from the competition. And I'm one of those people that when I'm talking to a top producer, um, I can't hear enough about how your volume's going. So tell, me, tell us once again, what was your volume last year and how much of an increase was that over the year before?
0: So it was actually 59 million we did last year. And that was 230 units. Um, and that was up from about 50 million the year before. Okay. And um, our goal is 70 this year, um, oh, and we're with the same
2: team. Um, how many, and how many folks on your team doing that volume?
0: I have a, um, a front-end person who answers the phone and takes applications and sets up consultations. I have a processor. I have a, an executive assistant who also orders out, and she does all of the marketing stuff that we were talking yeah. about. And then we have a production partner. So once a loan is under contract, um, she's like the smartest one on the team and uh, she makes it all perfect and makes sure the client understands everything and the documents are all ready for process.
2: Okay. So understanding your market um, there in Atlanta, Georgia, that would put you in the top. It's gotta put you among the top originators in the market. What are you doing different from your competition?
0: Um, well, one, um, yeah, I I think it, I think we're top 3% or something. It's, it's, um, because of how many units you have to do here to do that kind of volume. Right. The, the foundation of what we sell is certainty. And so the most important thing is that never, ever, 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 if I give you a pre-approval do we not find a way to make it happen? And I did have one situation like that where we took the client at their word for something that didn't end up being the case by the time we um, fettered it all out. And Mm -hmm. uh, we wrote a 1% check to the seller and we covered the earnest money for the buyer Um, because never do I wanna be in a situation where um, I didn't stand by my word. Um, then it's just relationships. It's, it's, uh, one thing that, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about Todd Duncan. Um, I've been, I've been in Todd's different programs for the last four or five years. And Todd taught me that I don't have to work with anybody I don't love. And that is so freeing. Uh, so I, and he also teaches you to focus on a smaller number of referral partners
2: it's a Toddism, isn't it?
0: It is. It is. <laughs> it is. He also teaches you that it, you're not. You don't have to t- answer the phone all weekend, which is another freeing um, thing. I'm not sure I make as much money as his top producers do. They do, you know, two hundred million or whatever. But um, but I have definitely learned the quality of life and um, work with people that you love, uh, and those things are kind of related to each other because. Um, if you take care of support and help your agents grow that you would like to work with that are smart, that aren't going to get into deals that don't make sense, that are going to actually do a buyer's consultation with the client. So they know what to expect. Um, that makes all the difference, um, in the world. So, so we will look to add, we have 12 agents now that we really focus on. We will look to add one more that I, um, that I'm, I love, she's amazing. And so we're we're gonna kick off that new relationship. And then we have a builder account um, that is, we're gonna be the VA lender for that builder account. And-
2: uh, Well, that's that's a good segue into my next question. Can you tell us a little bit more about where you're getting your business, past clients, realtors, affiliate relationships, just kind of continue along that track.
0: Sure, around 30% of our business is past clients um, and referrals from past clients. Five uh, ish is um, CPAs, financial planners, um, folks that I have really strong relationships with. I don't have twelve relationships like that. I I, I have a few really strong relationships. Um, I think I told you when I we were talking earlier that I'm a big believer that you should not put your money with a financial planner who isn't referring you business. And um, but. Yeah if you can find a one who will refer you a good business and that you like the financial planning and you guys can enjoy each other's company and you will naturally refer each other. And yeah, it'd be great to have 12 of those, but I can take really good care of one financial planner and we can finish each other's sentences.
2: Um, (laughs) That's a great strategy. As I'm going to transition a little bit so we can, we I want to get more and more out of um, of this conversation because you're just giving us so many nuggets today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what we call the tools of the trade. And I'm a complete gadget geek and self-professed technology snob, as you know. What are some of your go-to technologies? What are they called and how long have you been using them?
0: Okay, and so I'm a big dork on this front, obviously. So Jungo is the thing we've had the longest. We've had it um, forever. I have... Twelve or thirteen years of data in, in my Django would not cannot imagine. <laughs> Please never make me function without that. The, the one of the coolest thing of, about Django is that it's built on the foundation of Salesforce, and Salesforce is the hundred pound gorilla in the CRM market. So as we add in other technologies, they instantly integrate because anybody who builds a technology is going to integrate into Salesforce, and so. Over the years, people have tried to get me to convert to other programs and, you know, whatever, everybody's got something sexy, but I know that going forward, I'm going to be able to add technologies that are going to uh, lock into my system. So um, we use Flowify, very, we're a very big um, user of Flowify, they, we do our applications in Flowify, we do all of our document management in Flowify and we do all of our disclosures out of Flowify. Um, So that's been a huge um, time um, improvement. I I swear that's half a person in getting all that um, document document management stuff to work smoothly in a way that the clients um, actually do it. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. We use ZipWhip for um, texting. So we have a um, a team number or team phone number that it brings to the office during the day, and then um, we we forward it around um, during off hours, so you can call the office number at any point and um, you're likely to get a quick response. Um, we use that same phone number for texting um, out of zipwip, and then everybody has an app on their phone that they can. Um, see all the texting conversations. And then Jungo saves all of those texting conversations into the history. So um, if anybody's trying to figure out what's going on, they can hop in and take a look. We use a, comp- a project called Agent Legend um, to work our cold leads. Um, it's a system that you set up campaigns and those campaigns will include ver- vo- uh, um, vocal. So um, it will text and email and um, drop audio into uh, a a, um, prospect's voicemail. So we have a team, sometimes they give us leads that they're really looking for us to help them sift. They're not warm leads. So we'll just jump drop them in that system and that system will touch them about 10 times over the course of eight days. And once they respond to me, then that system shuts down, and, and that person has raised their hand, and we know we focus on them. Um, what else? We, There was something we, we, we didn't talk about the other day that.
2: Are you using any video?
0: Ah, uh, Bomb Bomb. So um, we created some doodly videos, and um, we use Bomb Bomb has a series of videos that go out. Um, I know what it was, it was a Mortgage Coach. Um, so it sends out, so if I have a new agent that comes into, so the one again, BombBomb and, and, and Jungo integrate. So if I have a new agent that comes into my system, Jungo is, is coded to notice when I have a new realtor in my, um, in my system so they got added because they were on a transaction with me or or whatever then that tells BombBomb to send out a series of videos that are program specific so it'll there's several of them are about va some of them are about why you should buy now reverse mortgage and so it just hits that agent with a video um, email from us every week for say 12 weeks after their first introduction to me and again, I don't have to do anything with that, that all does it itself, because it would, I would, it would never happen if I had to keep track of it. Um, and I'm just now trying to use BombBomb to do the personal videos to people, that's on my very high on my implementation list for this year. Um, well, what,
2: what, well, I think what I'm hearing from you, Susan, is you know, you're picking best of breed technologies that have the features that you really want, but also when you're considering this, you need those new technologies to integrate together. And that's your real one-two punch.
0: Right, and then Encompass, which honestly, I don't know that I've ever had anything that Jungo didn't integrate to, so so Jungo makes that easy. But um, like we have Encompass and Jungo integrated, um, back to kind of me saying that Encompass says it's clear to close or um, Encompass says the loan's closed and so then, my Django knows to do stuff because the the system in Encompass says it's closed. So, um, yeah, integration is is the key to all of it. Um, whenever you have to have something manual, um, you create a mess. In, and when you do have to have something manual, then you have to have a process for it. So, there's one thing that between the integration between Django and BombBomb that that you, you I couldn't figure out how to do automatically. So every morning as part of my assistant's morning routine, she logs into Bobom and pushes a button. And that um, forces the integration every morning because it does not automatic. So that's just a process thing. So you, you have to know where, you know, you have to create processes r- around your technology.
2: I've got a question I wanna go back to from the audience. Um, well, first, a real quick question: What was the name of the texting app you mentioned again?
0: Zip Z I P W H I P.
2: Okay, you got that, John. And then the other question came in from Stacy during the team building section. I didn't see this, but I think it's an important question. Um, Stacy's um, on the call, and she says she's been in the industry for seven years, just starting her own brokerage a few months ago. Volume last month was 11 units, over three million with one person, with a one-person team. Congratulations on that. Um, I think it may be time to hire. How do I make that choice? I'm really nervous to take the next step. I'm 30 years old planning on starting a family soon and I was waiting until my kids were in school but I feel like it makes more sense to start my team now so I have people running my company. Any advice on that Susan?
0: Oh, 100% and, and I have um, coached many originators through, um, through that process. Um, and it's, that for like I said, that first hire is always the hardest one. Um, because you think you're the center, of the, you you know how to do everything and you just don't trust anybody else to do anything. You have to go with the methodology that if they can do 70% of it, then you have to let them, let them do it. So um, every, it's never going it's just like having kids. It's never the right time to have kids. It's never the right time to have an assistant. Um, I would, but I absolutely, if you're somebody who can do 10 loans in a month, that was the, um, when I was a manager, that was the Place. When somebody did 10 loans a month for two or three lo- months in a row, then I knew I had to get them an assistant or they were going to explode or we were going to lose the momentum. So you're absolutely at the right place um, to hire an assistant. I, I would try to make their compensation as tied to your production as possible. Um, figure out what is that minimum they need to feel comfortable as a base salary and then. Um, and then make, you know, pay them a per loan fee or something um, so that when you do really well, they do really well um, and vice versa. And then of course, it depends on who you work for. You said you had your own brokerage firm. So, you, you know, if you worked for somebody else then they might split it with you. But if you're the house, absolutely, you need to hire somebody.
2: And I think you shared with us um, previously that um, when I asked you what part of the, the task list or what part of your role do you try to replace yourself in first? Could you talk to Stacy a little bit about that?
0: Sure. I, I recommend it's the first. It's the first phone calls with a client. Um, you 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 need the nurse, like the nurse and doctor concept. So when you come into the doctor's office, somebody takes all your paperwork, gets you organized, schedules you to time to go to the doc, to talk to the doctor, takes your blood, all that kind of stuff. You need that nurse who's going to answer the phone. Um, and um, get everything organized for you and then book you. It does lots of things, one of which it makes your life sane because you're only focused on clients that, um, like in our system, they don't get through to a consultation if, if their credit's not decent. They, my assistant, the front-end person, does the um, credit counseling. Um, so you know that when you're doing your consultations, you're only dealing with people who are likely to get pre-approved, and you are on a schedule that makes your life sing and your clients actually get much better service because when they call, someone actually answers the phone. If you're doing it all, then you're spending all day long returning phone calls because of people who call you while you're in the middle of a consultation or you're trying to think, right? You're trying to put together a proposal and the interruptions will um, dramatically reduce your productivity. So, um, that is absolutely, um, and, and that person just needs, they don't have to know the mortgage business. They can just be fun and friendly and bubbly and fun person for you to be with. And um, you know, somebody who's got some um, sales instincts um, is critical for that spot. Um, some people say, and I'm not against this, that your first hire is like a, um, somebody who's going to do document management. And we used to do it that way, but with the, all the new technology, document management is so much easier now. Um, I, I don't think you need a headcount there.
2: You mentioned coaching, and I know you and I are both products of coaching, um, long-term coaching programs. Can you tell us a little bit about the coaching programs that, that you're a part of and what kind of impact they've had on your business?
0: Uh, yes, Everybody has. You, you have to constantly be uh, filling your mind with things that challenge you. Whatever that is, and, and there have been some years where it was all very industry specific, and then some years when um, I went and looked elsewhere for um, my challenge. Um, I currently just have an executive coach, um, so she doesn't really know too much about the mortgage business, but she and I spent a lot of time um, focusing on process and workflow and, and profitability and um, staff management, staff development, like big grown-up things. <laughs> and yeah. um, whereas coaches who are in the industry um, tend to tell you how to do things that are in the industry. Here's your script. Here's your. This is how you handle this situation, and that's all important too. Um, you know, coaching is very much an accountability um, thing. And uh, so you have to figure out how much accountability you need and how good you are at doing implementation yourself. Um, my biggest recommendation is that Todd Duncan does a high trust sales accounting academy. Um, it's, it's not cheap, it's I think $2,500 or something. Um, it's a, almost a full week. Um, it is by far the best training in the industry. And I would send somebody who was brand new to that, or I would send somebody who the first time I took it, I had been in the industry for 10 years. Um, So I would, uh, that I would absolutely um, recommend. Now, Todd Duncan has, his team has coaching um, and that's great at all kinds of levels. They have coaching. Um, uh, But my, my biggest recommendation is that the, the best product I've seen in the industry for training is that high trust sales Academy um, class. Do you use social media? I do. Oh, and I forgot mortgage coach. So it's now twice. I've forgotten mortgage coach. When you go back to the technology, we also use um, mortgage coach to do presentations for clients. Um, So total cost
2: analysis and rent versus own things like that.
0: Yeah, mostly it's just a, a way to compare the different options that you're presenting to the client for us. We're probably not a power, power, power user. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, especially in a refinance situation, um, the clients are trying to, we, I think we mostly use it for refinances, but in a refinance situation, um, clients really need to be able to compare their current situation to um, the options to make a decision. And and so we rely on on Mortgage Coach um, heavily. And then again, that integrates with Django. It, every time somebody opens it, um, it sends you an email which gets saved into Django, so you can see how many times your client looked at your proposal.
2: Yeah, we've, uh, uh, we have, Mortgage Coach was actually our first integration that we built when, uh, and we were their first integration partner. So that's, uh, it, it's just one of those products guys that if, if you're not, if you're really trying to separate yourself from the competition, um, the doing doing the reports and sending over the marketing material really sets you up as, you know, the advisor that their client's looking for, and it'll really separate you from the other loan officers that they may be talking to.
0: Yeah, so I would say, you know, Jungo was first and Mortgage Coach was second in terms of how we layered in technology and then everything else came after that. So social media, um, we yep. have a veterans page. Um, it's Georgia um Georgia home ownership, Georgia Homeownership resource center for veterans or something like that. <laughs> and so
2: we'll get it up on the blog too.
0: <laughs> Sorry. So okay. um, a community page is going to do better on Facebook than um, a team page. We do also have a team page. And okay. uh, so we use that as um, a way to post um, our different uh, goop, uh, doodly videos that we created um, and uh, different resources. Um, we're very passionate about making sure that veterans know what they're um, what they've earned and they don't. And so whether that's their VA eligibility or the, how they get their disability rankings or whatever. So um, we like to post all kinds of different things to that. And, um, and then, uh, but I mean, we probably only have 600 likes or something. It's not some, but we use that platform when we um, raise it, when you pay, you know, we pay 20 bucks to raise the profile of it. And then that goes to all of my, I have about 4,000 realtors that I'm friends with. And so when right. I raise the profile of um, that video on that page, then it ends up in the, in the um, video, in the feeds of my um, different agent friends. And that just helps me with name recognition. And, um, and we often get the phone call, hey, I've got um, a VA loan, and I know that you're the person to do it.
2: Well, as a veteran, I thank you for putting special attention on that. Cause our, 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 veterans, you know, everybody, I hope everyone believes that they deserve the best of after serving our country. Um, what do you think about reviews and ratings? Are you leveraging those in, in social media and in your business?
0: Uh, yes. Um, I, I think Google is the best place to have, um, your reviews. Um, Sorry. we have them on Google, Facebook, Zillow, um, Yeah, I think that's mostly it. I think we do, a um, we have something else, but anyway.
2: And do you ask the clients, are you proactive asking them for a review to leave a review for you after the transaction?
0: Yes. So um, at two two weeks after closing, Jenko sends them an email asking them to do a review and then asking them to copy that review into multiple platforms for us. And, um, and we do bribe them. We put in there that um, if they take the time to do that for us, that we will give them a $25 Amazon gift card. And we have found that that makes a difference. We have 132 five-star reviews.
2: Um,
0: And, um, and, you know, occasionally we do get a call from somebody who just saw us on the reviews and, and, um, but people will check us out. That's really the big thing. Like occasionally we'll get a call just from the reviews, but more than that, if, you know, somebody refers us, they're going to look us up and, and that um, is going to pop out um, right away. So um, we also, if you send up, so then whenever somebody does a review, we have a group in Django that we mark review received so that we don't ask them again or we, and we kind of know who our, uh, our warriors are and then at christmas time we send an email to everybody that hasn't given us a review and ask for more because everybody wants $25 at christmas <laughs> and we <laughs> always first um, um at, you know the first week in december so
2: well i want to transition a little bit into you know more of your secrets to success how are you reaching out to real estate agents and do you do anything specific like time blocking when you're calling them and what do you like to say
0: um so time blocking is 100%, especially what um, new originators, well, everybody has to do time blocking. Um, I recommend that you do your, um, we call it green time, or Todd calls it green time. You do your green time in the morning because um, really the world doesn't need you before 11 a.m. You can make your phone calls between 9 and 11, and whatever's going on, especially if you have an assistant, will um, be Okay by 11 o'clock and often what happens is some problem arose that fixed itself and because you weren't um on it um you got to learn to stay off email which is really hard turn off all of those little um everything that dings your phone should not ding your the the email thing where it where it shows up that you just got an email you got to turn that off (laughs) um Otherwise, um, the noise will make it hard for you to really be good at what you do. Um, and then, so we just call agents. I mean, I'm always looking for a, something to call them about, right? So, like, it might be that we just closed a deal together. So I'd call them and, um, you know, ask for an opportunity to meet with them. I might call about a program, um, like the 100% program or renovation lending, um, But, you know, in general, we don't do too much of that anymore because we have our top 12 that we really focus on. And then it's, for me, it's about hanging out with my friends um, and just making sure that I'm in their lives and that I'm helping them grow their business, helping them be accountable to their, what success they wanted. Um, But then when you really want someone, so... I have this one agent I told you about that I, that I really have loved her, the way she's presented herself in the market. She just bro- bought her own brokerage firm, and um, she's just amazing. And so, but she didn't know me from Adam, so I happened to have tickets to a charity event for the Braves. And mm. um, so I reached out to her um, that, that my moving company gave me. <laughs> so I reached out to her and invited her to the event. and. Perfect. Um, so she went, she had a blast. She met all the, all of the Braves and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, by the end of that, she would have given me her children, right? And um, so then she and I met and uh, really, it's just all about finding out what they, what's important to them. What's important to them. Ty would say, what's important to them about success? And, and Ty would tell you to go as deep on that as possible so you understand where their heart is. And, um, and then I am just a businesswoman. I love to grow businesses. So I'm always looking for like this particular agent, she needs to hire an assistant. And so part of my communication with her is how's the assistant hiring going, right? Cause I'm an accountability partner too. Sure. And um, so it's relationship building. People do business with people that they like. Um, the only other thing I would say is communication, communication, communication. If you already have deals, then um, if you over-communicate with everybody in the transaction, phone, email. Um, so, like, we have a process on Fridays where we do Friday updates. So we, we up, update everybody in the, in the transaction on Friday via email. Um, out of Django, it generates a form that puts in some details about the file. Like, it's, this is the name of the property. This is the closing date, the loan amount. And then we just um, put in there, like, loan is approved working underwriting conditions or something because we found that people would panic late on Friday afternoon or on Saturday because they've been working all week and then it occurs to them that they want to know what's going on with their loan. So we established that a long time ago. But if you don't have a lot of business, you can update people two or three times a week. And it's updating that listing agent and that buyer's agent um, that makes, you know, kind of makes them your
2: fans. So I was going to ask you how many times a week you're calling them, but this sounds like this is just constant communication as needed. So you're, you're, you're texting and calling your agents as much as you need to.
0: Well, yeah, the processor communicates with them um, on an as needed basis. We um, email them on Fridays and I right now working on a video update on Tuesdays. Um, I I do think my agents trust me. And so they don't really need a ton more communication than that. But when you're, when you're new working with somebody and they don't know you, you, you probably need to update them more often.
2: Okay. What about your past clients? What's the, um, what's the schedule? How many touches are you doing annually?
0: We try to um, uh, reach out to them at least four times a year, and we usually do a contest of some kind. Uh, we'll, do, we'll give away Braves tickets or... Um, like, you know, those bark box things where like some, four things will come over the course of four months. Like we have we got, a we had series i will just slide out to call the past clients and be like, hey, we have tickets to the brace game on October 13th. Would you like to, um, you know, if you'd like to come text us or whatever. One of the other things I'd say is, is right now you have to communicate with everybody on every platform. If you call mm. them, you got to text them and you got to email them. Because each one of them has a different way they want to communicate and millennials will be mad at you if they call you and you did not return their phone call, even if they did not leave a message. And Mm -hmm. for old people like me, that's the stupidest thing in the world. (laughs) uh, You got to have, you got to communicate with everybody on every platform so that they, um, you figure out how they want to communicate with you.
2: I like it. How many transactions you closed? 239 transactions. Is that what I heard? 230. Last year, 230. 230 and 30% of that was from past clients. Yes. Okay. So it's
0: like 20 point something,
2: but yeah, I'm a, I'm a new, I'm a new LO and I'm hearing this. And for me doing one loan a month or two loans a month, that might sound like the moon. Um, what is your advice, your hacks or tips for a loan officer that's just getting started in our industry?
0: Gotcha. Um, it's um, you got to reach out. And so um, you gotta, um, uh, I think uh, when I used to have loan officers that were doing say two, three, four transactions a month, um, I created a process for them where I gave them all army men and I only gave them 10 army men, but they couldn't leave their desk in the morning. I mean, it was kind of a joke, like, cause I didn't, I'm not a a, a really, you know, I'm not going to shoot you if you get up from your desk, but, um, but I would say, you know, you can't get up from your desk or can't work on anything else until you knock down your 10 army men. I and like um, so, if you're already doing four or five transactions a month, then you need to be making a minimum of 10 calls a day. If you're brand new, then you know, really you ought to be up doing 50. I mean, if you yeah. sat and did phone calls, you could make 50 phone calls in two and a half hours, and if you or don't have anything else to do what are you you know what are you doing um, well,
2: that's, a, that's, a, that's a great segue into the next section so schedule and structure what what, what susan what's your day look like i mean what, what what time do you come in what do you do tell us a, what a typical day in the life for you is uh,
0: well uh i you don't want to know what i do <laughs> <laughs> but um but like i said i think a new loan officer should spend the first two hours um, of, of the day Turn off email, and you and your database and the and the phone should be calling. And sometimes it's it. I don't care who you call. If you call fifty people a day, um, you know, like in our VA practice, we'll reach out to veteran support people or um, community support people or join a charity or um, just talk to somebody. If you talk. If you try to make 50 phone calls and 50 emails and 50 texts a day, you'll be rich. And um, it's just a matter of time. You got to sow the seeds, plant the seeds, and eventually um, those seeds come together. And sometimes uh, sometimes it's fast. And then sometimes it takes, you know, I've got some, um, the most amazing things that will happen in your career will take two or three years to come together.
2: So, since we are mostly, um, we're kind of like the airline pilots. This industry, we're 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 coming to a a place where a lot of our professionals are are thinking about retiring in the next ten years. What do you tell somebody who's coming out of college who maybe hasn't figured out quite what career path to take? What would you tell somebody that's looking for a great opportunity and why they should consider the mortgage business?
0: Uh, Nothing is going to pay you um, as well or um, as you know, you can always make money selling something. And, um, what I, for us, like whenever, whenever you had a bad day and you're like, I'm leaving the industry. When you looked around, you were like, nah, I can make more, way more money doing what I do. Um, for me as you get older, it's much more about the, um, about the feeling you get when you let a first time home, help a first time home buyer buy a house or, Um, We do all kinds of insane things for veterans and um, nothing will make you feel better than that. And um, so be a part of um, helping people become homeowners. I mean, homeowner homeownership is the key to intergenerational wealth. And uh, you know, especially like if you're a minority, we talk, you know, this is, you want to fight for your people to be homeowners because you know, all of us have a grandmother or something where the only reason they could retire was because they paid their mortgage payments for 30 years and then they didn't have a mortgage payment so that $2,000 they got from social security was enough. Um, But if you have to pay $1,400 in rent, your $2,000 in social security isn't going to work. So um, be passionate about home ownership and but how to get started is I highly recommend that you get on a team of, a, of other people. Um, you're right. A bunch of us are going to retire in the next 10 years and, um, y- you know, we're going to be passing it on to other people. Uh, and so you go learn from somebody else um, because it's tough. It's like being in real estate. If you just, in, I'm going to go out and find business, it, that's a rough Um, thing to do. And it might take you a while to really build that up. And so if you go work for somebody else, you learn, you get to have your hands in a hundred transactions in a short period of time and you learn so much. And um, to me, it's much more fun to be on a team anyway, because I can, I don't have to worry about the phone blowing up all the time. Somebody else can answer the phone. And if I go to Mexico for a week, there's somebody else to take care of everything and so a big part of the quality of life is being on a team, period, whether you're at the uh, entry level of the team or at the top of the team.
2: And I think it's sage advice some of the best advice I've heard is, you know, instead of trying to do it on your own, get into a team, do a hundred transactions. And then if you still want to branch out on your own, you're going to go out there with a heck of a lot of experience under your belt.
0: Yes. Yes. And you never know whoever you're working with might pass on some part of their business to you.
2: that's yeah, um, brilliant. Well, we came just came to the top of the hour and i'm 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 guessing that everybody on this call got a dozen nuggets or more (laughs) today from you susan and uh we just really want to thank you once again for sharing and paying this forward and thank you for all of you namba members that were able to jump on the uh webinar with us tony thanks for the kind introduction and we will be um putting this up on the Namba blog, as well as the jungle blog. So we'll be able to um, get that out to you guys. We'll follow up with some emails. Any final thoughts, Susan?
0: I am going to take a minute and tell you a story. Um, the uh, I have a, Somebody brought me a veteran who was getting ready to lose his house because his second mortgage was in default. He made $1,350 a month in social security. He had $1,450 a month in mortgage payments. He owed $25,000 judgment to American Express on his house, had a bunch of equity in his home, hadn't had running water in six months because he couldn't afford the um, tool to get the water running. His roof was falling in on itself. He hadn't been to the doctor, and he had bonded out his son out of jail, and it had, uh, had this big bond on his house because his son never did his community service. In one month, we were able to do a reverse, pay off everything, make it so the guy doesn't have a payment for the rest of his life. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a um, taxes or insurance bill until he's 92 years old. We got, we hired a bail bondsman to uh, bond his, go pick his son up and take him to jail so we get the bond released. We <laughs> had a, um, somebody repl- uh, Owen's Corning paid to have the roof replaced for free. We were able to, we did, we raised about $5,000 on Facebook. So we were able to catch up his mortgage and rent the equipment he needed. And that man is a completely different human being. I will, nothing in my career will ever feel like that felt. Um, So find something in what you're doing that makes you feel good because you're doing something for somebody else.
2: It's fantastic. Thank you for sharing the story, Susan. And of course, thanks again for your time today. We really appreciate it. And go out there and make it a great 2020.